thanks for joining us for episode nine of What I Can Do It Sometimes. No, no, that's my line. It's my line. Whose line is it anyway? I want it. All right, here we go. Thanks for joining us for episode nine of season three of Couples Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. The first and third Wednesday of each month, we drop episodes with advice, tips, and real world experience for partnering in business and life. I'm Jody, a business owner and communication strategist, and I guess I've been inspired by the Food Network. I watch so many of their shows. So from now on, when I'm going to describe, say, one of my lazy dinner choices, I'm going to call it Puffs a la Coco with a skim milk reduction. You know, that reduction is what is what really makes it over the top. Oh, it does. It's so James Beard. <laughs> well, yes, James Beard is, is not in the building Right, for so this. that's what I'm going to do. I just want to feel fancier with my cereal. That is fancy. There you go. And I'm Glenn, Jody's partner in life and business. And you know, I've been buying several different types of shoes lately because yes. my feet have been very fussy. You have, are on a mission. Yeah, and I think I found the right ones, but I, I think they're also counterfeits. What do you mean? Because I I put them on, and I think it was a drug dealer that was selling them because I think he laced it with something. Oh. I, I've been tripping all day oh since I put God. them on. Oh, my God. It was bad enough. Kaboom. That, it's so bad, it's good. The dynamite. That was so bad, it's good. Okay, mm-hmm. on today's show, we talk about how to handle unsolicited advice. Like, I don't know, maybe not dude so many pun jokes <clears throat> anyway how to handle unsolicited advice and then we talk with a couple who just opened a franchise business together then at the end of the show we're going to talk about all things that we love on youtube the ubiquitous video service that's taken place of just about every other institution in our lives right now not a waste of time not a waste not of time. at all so without further ado let's get started with this episode of couples inc topic of discussion. We thought we'd address something that um, if you're a business owner, you've probably experienced it, and that is getting some unsolicited advice. Actually, in life, you've probably gotten unsolicited advice. No. Never? Never. Never. Okay. No. You just said all those vibes, like, don't don't, That's right. don't tell me <laughs> what to do. I have resting, don't give me advice face. <laughs> but I'm sure, and I, I saw this, um, I can't remember what magazine, someone was writing that um, he and his wife had started a business and they, they're like, they keep getting this advice and what do you do? And then I also saw, when I started looking into it, an article on uh, smallbiztrends.com, we'll leave a link in our show notes, but it talked to a couple of people about how they politely deal with unsolicited advice. Therein lies the rub. Exactly. The politeness. The politeness. So we thought we'd come up with our own advice for handling uh, unsolicited advice. So, Oh, man. That's meta. Don't think too much about that. We're offering advice on how to deal with unsolicited advice. So sit with that for just a moment. I'm sitting. Okay. (laughs) So lots of advice going on. Um. And we, we kind of summed it up to maybe three things you do. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about each of these in more depth here in a second. But one of them is hear them out. Hear me out. Exactly. Birds aren't real. I know. That is the beginning of one of my like my favorite me- types of memes is hear me out. Okay. It's a water cooler. 
but instead it's got peeps in it's it. It's got peeps in it. All right. Yeah. So that's, here, that's an all-time classic. It is. It's gonna be a classic episode. That was a previous episode, in case you're not sure what we're talking about. We're already working on a beta version of that. Yes. Just you know, a prototype. R and D all over it. The peeps cooler. Peeps cooler. So hear them out, ignore them, and use what works. So all right, let's talk a little bit about hearing them out. I mean, they don't come at you with like it's not a negative. I mean, they're wanting to help. So that the least you could do is kind of be polite, right? Yeah, and I think there may be kind of a cachet when they're approaching you with advice because they are not necessarily working for themselves. They may be working still for an employer in a traditional business model. And to them, you are kind of Maybe they're looking at you and saying, I can give you advice and live vicariously. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, I mean, it comes from a good... just for a few moments. Yeah, it comes from a good place in theory, but sometimes maybe it is. um, Maybe I can, like you said, be sort of an an advisor to you and help you with yours. Okay. See how it drives your business into the ditch. See how it drives your business. Yeah, I mean, they might have some good points, but sometimes, you know, it might be absolutely ridiculous or impossible to execute, or you might have tried it. They don't have all of the information, so they can't always give you, you know, ideal perfect advice. So, but, you know, again, we're going to talk about ignoring it or using what works, but at the very least, you should just kind of, I don't know, don't get into an argument with them. Just hear them out. Don't tell them why it won't work or don't tell them, you know, just sometimes if you argue with them, you're maybe wasting energy. Yeah. There's another website and I'll put the link here um, that I was on that's really got like four or five of these bullet points. And the overall timber of it is don't be diplomatic or courteous or anything like that. Be very upfront and abrupt about it. Say, thanks for that suggestion, but I prefer to run my business doing X, Y, and Z. Oh, see, I'm going from the standpoint that it's better just to listen, smile, and move on. You're saying, just go ahead, because, I mean, I guess you're trying to stop future behavior where they keep coming back to you, or you feel like... Yeah, without causing bloodshed. <laughs> you know, or no, no undue drama or right. mystery or anything. Sometimes you are going to have to deal with someone who just won't stop, or they expect, you you know, like, if they do expect you to come back and say, oh, how did that work, or something like yeah. that. Like, or if you just don't have time. Yeah. I think with, with advice, I guess it just depends on the relationship. I mean, if someone you don't know, or if it's someone who's kind of overstepping, then yeah, you probably should say, um, thanks, I'm not interested. Or if it's someone you care about and you know that they're trying to help you, you could say, oh, thanks. And then just leave it. Don't give them. So it just, I think it, it really depends on the relationship. I think you should still, I kind of lean toward hearing them out because you never know what they might have that could be interesting. But I do know that it's not just business. When I worked in the nonprofit sector, you'd always have these new round of volunteers who would come in for right. different things. And they would offer things that we'd already done many times, but they didn't know that. And so you'd be polite and listen to them, but you weren't going to act on it because we'd already tried that. They just don't know. Um, And a lot of people, it's funny you talk about living vicariously. How many times have you worked with someone who's like, well, if I was in charge, this place would be different. Yeah. And they don't really have the skill (laughs) set. They think they know what you do or what to do but then you might see a business that it's like huh 
it didn't do well because they didn't really know the full scope. Or again, you have someone who just complains, but really doesn't have that entrepreneurial spirit. So it is, I guess it's like our hear them out is it depends on the messenger. Maybe. Yeah, it comes with qualifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the second one is kind of leaning to what you were talking about when you're saying you're not going to use it. It could be you just, you you know, whether you hear them out or you stop them cold, you just ignore it either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might give you advice that just, I don't know, it just makes no sense. You mean uh, act like they're not there? No. no just you just extinct them. <laughs> yeah, you don't ignore them, but you just ignore the advice. Like, and again, this was not advice I got as a business owner, but this was when I was working at a uh, local AM radio station, my first job in radio. And I was doing the morning news and the news director was talking about we should do a traffic report. I'm like, well, yeah, but I don't have a contact right now at the police department or they're not offering that you know, service. So I can't call them up and see what's going on. And he actually said, well, just make it up. And I'm, oh, yeah. I'm like, what? Just make it up. It like, always works. I know. I'm like, okay, if you're on the street that I say is moving slowly and you're zipping through it, you're going to be like, well, what? She's a liar. The bypass is closed and the bridge has collapsed. I Everybody know. stay in your homes. Do I do like a Les Nessman, pretend I'm in a, you know, a helicopter? Yeah. All right, I'm on the, uh, you know, like that, sounds, that doesn't sound like a helicopter no, so much. I don't know what that sounds like. It ain't a helicopter. Yeah, but I mean, do I do sound effects and like, um, you know, the the corridor? You know, not that we had a corridor. We had like you know, Main Street, and there was always, there was a train that you pretty much knew. The train has derailed again. No, but you pretty much knew Run it was going to hold lives. things up. But it never ran exactly on time, so it wasn't like I can say, "Hey, I bet seven forty five trains there." I mean, if you were if you were going across the tracks, first of all, you're gonna be scared to death if I say a train's coming. Or trains, you know, on the, you know. That's not your problem. Blocking the road. And if you're not on the street, you don't care. So anyway, I was like, why would I make that up? So I just like, I think his suggestion makes perfect sense in retrospect. Of course. Just make up the traffic reports. So I was like, okay. So I just ignored the advice. I didn't try to get into an argument. I mean, I was young, just getting into radio. He was a news director. Not a great news director. But I just kind of like, yeah, I just kind of ignored it and moved on. I think the same is true when you own your business is that you're going to get some advice and you could just ignore it. There is no reason that you have to take the advice. And even if it's your mentor, someone that you look up to, if it doesn't seem like a good fit, I mean, you got to trust your gut, don't you think? I like the idea of warning people to, you know, when you're in business, uh, the bridge has collapsed. The train is derailed. Stay You're still inside going back and to protect yourself. <laughs> well, that's, it's kind of a parallel in business, isn't it? True. Just make up the advice. Just cover your head and duck. Yeah. So look at it and take it with a grain of salt. I mean, you know what's going to work. And also, you know what you feel comfortable with. There might be advice that it's like, huh, it's not illegal and maybe it's not unethical, but it's not the way you do business. Yeah, it doesn't fit. Yeah. It's, it's not something that you would want for your business. Yeah. Or maybe you could try it for 30 days and then go out of business. <laughs> there you go. And then haunt that person the rest of their lives and say, look what you did to me. Yeah. Have you gotten any like weird advice that you just totally had to ignore? I did have some advice um, from several people, but the, the one that sticks out to me, when I had my recording studio mm-hmm. and it was in the phase where it was starting to struggle, there was a friend that came up with an idea 
to use the studio the time that I wasn't billing and advertise its use as uh, teaching people how to engineer mm-hmm. or teaching people how to um, make music or you know make commercials, things like that. And in doing so, packaging those services and selling them to individuals who had the desire to go into the business. Now, while that didn't happen, it started my brain sort of working in ways that I wasn't working before. It made me look beyond what I was doing to what I was capable of doing. So it inspired me that way. And I'll, I'll put a sidebar in this. Having experienced business ownership to that point helped me know that I had those options. Whereas before, you know, when you work for someone else, your mind isn't necessarily that free. You know, that's the way my mind worked anyway. And I think it's true for quite a few people. There, There's a limit, a sort of a cap that you have on yourself when you're in the employee of someone else trading your time for money. Right. I mean, because there, there's so much, only so much you want to invest personally, mm-hmm. emotionally, and actual like physically with the hours you put in there, because you know that you are not the owner or the final say. You may have an entrepreneurial spirit, but there are going to be limits to what you can do. Yeah. And so being out there, so in a way that advice wasn't, you didn't take that specific advice. No, I wound but, up, I, I never wound up doing it. Right. But you you ignored the actual advice, but it did spark something in you that made you think about, oh, maybe I should look at other things. Yeah. So this is that's where I go back to, you know, hear them out. Sure. You may end up ignoring it, but it could be a spark. Or as our last thing, use what works. You might get some advice that makes sense that you hadn't thought of because it's an outside perspective. Um, you know, there, yes, there are going to be things that they don't understand about your business, but maybe they understand it from a consumer standpoint and maybe you hear from a few people saying the same thing and like you know your business so well you assume everybody does kind of like novice consultants yeah exactly so you can do that so in your instance that you just talked about you ignored the specifics but it did spark this like okay i need to brainstorm other things because the industry is changing Yeah. yeah yeah so um as far as like examples of advice that has has worked i think for me when we started the business i had an idea that i might want to do a lot of work with nonprofits mm-hmm. and it seemed like a good a good thing but then i found that with nonprofits as opposed to working with small businesses nonprofits sometimes change it they change board members yeah. And sometimes you can lose an account simply because of friendships. You have to be prepared for that increased you, dynamic. Exactly. So I, yeah. I, one of my mentors was talking about how, you know, maybe when you're looking at building your business, as particularly with an advertising marketing service business, first of all, diversify your accounts. Mm-hmm. I got that advice, yeah. and that's very important to diversify sure where you go. And then also to, yes, nonprofits are great, but don't specifically – you know, again, well, along with diversifying, having multiple clients, maybe having a variety of different industries. So you, if one gets hit by something, you don't, you know, you're not all medical or you're not all nonprofit. Um, so I, that was advice that I hadn't really thought of because I was like, ooh, what inspires me? I want to help people. But hearing that from someone who had been in the business for a while, it's like, oh, yeah, I could still do some help with nonprofits 
and I could volunteer for those as well. Yeah. But the diversifying was like words I live by even now to and I offer it to others. It's like, okay, that was that was smart. So yeah, I'm gonna take that advice from somebody. And I think sometimes those pieces of advice not necessarily meant to put you into a channel or, or make you do what they say. It's maybe the start of a discussion that gets your mind into a different realm, make you use the part that you're not using right now to engage in other possibilities so that you know that this isn't working. I already know that. Let me try this instead. And I'm going to put myself and my brain and my efforts into that space. I know that that's possible now, not because the idea, the original idea from the person I was talking to is so great, and not because I'm going to follow it verbatim, but because it makes me think different. Mm -hmm. So at what point do you feel like when you're listening to advice, and again, unsolicited advice, or maybe you you have asked for it, but at what point are you like, okay, this is how I run my business, this is my industry, they don't know, I'm sticking to my ideas, and that's a smart strategy to, oh, I've become an echo chamber, I'm not paying attention, and I'm losing touch, I'm just being stubborn. Like, at what? how do you decide what, again, what to take in and what to ignore? That's a great question. I know when I'm in an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. I can sense it. And even if I don't want to admit it to myself, it's kind of a comfort zone. Yeah. You know, when you're you're comfortable with the way that you're thinking, the way that you're doing business, the way that you're executing your plan, unless you have change built in and you force yourself to do those changes on a regular, you know, time frame, I think it's really easy to get into that rut. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 a rut-filled environment. And I don't think it needs to be a massive change. It mm-hmm. just needs to be like just just do a gut check. Yes, you know, trust your gut. You are the business owner. You've got the plan and you do know your stuff. But every once in a while, when someone does that, maybe it is a stop and think and be like, okay, what are the possibilities? And so don't completely ignore it if you, you know, maybe just let it marinate a little bit. Yeah. Um, but don't take it just because this person's really super successful and they've done it. It may not work for you. So you just have to sit down and think about okay, what does this make me feel in terms of, you know, is my is my comfort level here to do whatever the change is? Mm-hmm. Do I have to do it all at once? Could it be incremental? Um, do you think that married couples get more unsolicited business advice than other types of business owners? I think it depends on the person that's giving the advice. Mm-hmm. If you are with people that... Uh, they regard you as close friends and you the same with them, you're probably going to get more of that. And they're, com- they're more comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it falls along the lines of casual conversation. That's just what people do. Yeah, you know, what have you been up to? How's business, et cetera. And if there's some problem that you're stuck on that you may just be verbalizing, the person that you're talking to, if they're a friend to you, is probably going to come back with, why don't you try this? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's the married couple thing, although I do know that married couples tend to go in groups. You know, a lot of people will find a group that they're comfortable with, whether it's buddies from work, mm-hmm. you know, other married couples that they uh, that they know that also run a business, or couples from their house of worship. It does make sense that you're going to have those kind of relationships, and often people will give advice if you're the owner as opposed to an employee, because then you they know you have a little bit more control. So they're just trying, they are again trying to help. But I wasn't sure. Like sometimes you feel like 
are they, you know, will expand beyond just business to personal advice, like the way you are running your business together as a couple, then you just seem to be open to more, more unsolicited advice than say, if you were just somebody who owns a business on their own or another kind of partnership. You know, I think I'm going to start a column, Dear Abby, for couples who are in business together. And are you going to give advice? Unsolicited, Unsolicited pure advice. advice. We recently caught up with owners of Little Rock franchise of Pinspiration. It's a DIY crafting studio. Shannon and Lance Denman talked to us about how they make working together work for them. My first question is, how long have you been married and how much of that time has been as co-owners of your business? Okay, well, we have actually been married for 15 years, going on 16 years this year, which is crazy. Um, And then we've actually been in business together for 18 months, so it's still a little baby. Very brand new. Yeah, but it's very um, exciting for us because we've always known like that we we would do something together. We just didn't know what we were going to do together, and then it just kind of evolved and so here we are so you said it evolved what was that moment where you're like huh we should do this like you said we've always had this feeling we'd work well together yeah what pushed you into this like decision like yeah let's let's buy this business um so lance and i both have been in the healthcare industry since our early 20s like i got out of high school he got out of high school we immediately went into college doing nursing doing ultrasound and so that was just our life like do going to college together we've always then, been this codependent <laughs> type yes like relationship exactly and, the codependence and, yeah we're very well, we codependent, codependent or just I mean, get along really well we, and connected we worked, early we worked together before college and then and then we went into this you know very similar professions and worked together at the same hospitals and and there was really no really no question or no thought process when you know opening a business together because we've just always been used to it for you guys it's not so much a change of working together it's just how you're working together was the change exactly yes and so doing crafting was a completely whole nother realm to to our beings even for myself like people ask me all the time are you an art teacher I'm like no I'm not I didn't I've never been a teacher in my life other than teaching students how to do ultrasound so I have that aspect of it (laughs) but never in the realm of doing crafts have children though so I've been doing a lot of teaching in that mm-hmm. that way it's funny too. that we had a lot of people in our lives that not necessarily doubted that we could do this together but they you know they would say things like you know you know the old saying you know when people build houses together like oh my gosh if, if your marriage can you know make it through building a house together then you can make it through anything yeah and then we got similar comments when we opened the business um, or started the planning process, and, and, and people were like, oh, my gosh, that's so stressful. If your marriage can make it make it through owning a business <laughs> together, then y'all can do anything. And it never really, you know, it never really resonated with us as far as um, our marriage making it because, I mean, we've just always been that type of couple to um, do things yeah. together. And Yeah, we notice a lot of times people we've talked about this in the past who will say, Oh, I can't believe you guys work together. We would kill each other. And it's like, no, yeah. okay, right. that's probably about more about you mm-hmm. <laughs> than about the yeah. working together. Yeah. There's all kinds of different relationships, for sure. Mm-hmm. Still very challenging working together. Yeah, for sure. Still. There are still always challenges with every, but, <laughs> everything. 
What do you think the, the catalyst was for you guys to decide to go ahead and take the plunge on being business partners? Being at a good place uh, financially and moving, um, moving back home. This has always been home, Arkansas, and uh, moving away for so long, um, living in, in Northern California, um, and just doing that, you know, that whole, you know, employer, um, doing the employer thing for, you know, 10, 15 years and, and, and wanting to move home um, during the pandemic what are we going to do because what we're doing isn't isn't wasn't fulfilling us. fulfilling it's not sustainable yeah. yeah and so i mean we were just at a we were just at a good place um you know financially to to make that move you know um we thought about you know a few different things um shannon has been kind of passionate about um crafting and the arts and um um, cooking and baking um, for for as long as I can remember and and so when we were looking at different business avenues and this um, this one came across it just seemed like oh my gosh perfect fit yeah yeah you guys bought into a franchise called Pinspiration tell us yes. a little bit about what that is and then I guess from the perspective of buying into a franchise rather than starting from scratch mm-hmm. how you compare those Yeah, so we actually thought about starting our own business versus doing a franchise once we had found, like, Pinspiration as a whole. And then we started contemplating, like, well, how easy would it be to not have to do a franchise versus doing Pinspiration? And we are so glad we did a franchise now. Um, To answer that question, it it was very easy um, to get a lot of the things handled that you normally would have to do on your own like uh, it was an easier transition for sure. into yes. business yeah. mm-hmm. um having no know, business background we yeah no business background coming from healthcare, so it was easier transition for us yes. having that little extra support getting into business now somebody that you know comes from the schooling of business or or something they may be more apt to jump right into a, a startup with yeah. you know no no franchise um, yeah. But for us, um, still a steep learning curve, and yeah. um, I couldn't imagine not having that franchise support. Yeah. And Pinspiration, tell us a little bit more about what... Yeah, so we're a DIY craft studio, so people can come into our studio, and we supply all of the paints, the brushes, um, pretty much anything and everything to make that craft. So we're more of an experience for somebody. So people can come in with two people, six people, 10 people, 20 people, whatever. And we try to make the, be- the best experience for them possible by providing beverages, charcuterie boards. I like to describe it as the ultimate DIY place because mm-hmm. we offer you know everything um, craft related. And so, I mean, anybody can do pretty much anything Full disclosure, Glenn and I actually did take a class here. Mm. We both made candles. Yeah. And it, it actually turned out really well. I was, yes. I mean, it was, and but by I really enjoy. well, you mean we didn't burn anybody, <laughs> right, burn no. anything down. Nothing, we, everything was intact wonderful. when we walked away. No, yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing was destroyed or burned. That's a plus. In that, that was a very fun experience. So, yeah, yeah this yeah. is sort of a chance to come out, be creative, but then not have to worry about buying all the supplies. Yeah. Because if you find out cleanup. you don't like those, or the cleanup, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. yes, that is a big part of it. 
for the events and the parties, it's definitely the cleanup mm-hmm. for the parents anyway. Oh, yeah, I imagine a, that's so. A, that's a huge load off. Well, that kind of goes to my next question. What do you think is the hardest part of being in business with each other? Whether it's the you know cleaning up after on you know, at the at the end of the day or just you know keeping the, your your motivation or, or anything in between. Well, for us, it's it's um, it's time management through through all the the chaos. It's um, you know we've been in business eighteen months. Um, I guess to you know include you know the build out and everything, but at the same time we have a you know a fairly newborn. He's 18 months as well, and so mm-hmm. we basically had two babies at the same time. That is crazy. Wow. So time management is is our biggest yeah. challenge right now. Oh, I bet. But um, there's there's hope. That, <laughs> there's hope. There's, always, there's always hope. There is always. My hope. philosophy is, is everything is temporary, exactly. so we will get through whatever is our hard part right now. We'll laugh about it later, and then she lives else on that philosophy. On. Everything with our kids, it's. They're going through a stage. They're going <laughs> yeah. through a stage. It'll it'll get better. And I'm like, ah. What do you think has been the best thing of working together, and or whether it's a you know working together or working in this type of business? Yeah. Um, for me, it's been really really amazing to see both of our creative sides come together. Like Lance teaches, especially a, mine. Yeah, especially <laughs> his. And I'm just saying that because like I've always done workshops. I've always done sewing or putting my hands to She's always sought out, you know, Mm. uh, an extracurricular activity or hobby. And I never have really been, you know, a crafty or creative person, but um, having this business has, you know, allowed me to tap into that. Um, It's been really rewarding to to be able to to use that other side of my brain. He's been doing his own workshops, and I'm just so, I just love to see that, like how his customers walk away with this really cool item that he now has the confidence to be able to teach about it. So that for me has been really amazing. What advice would you give to any other couple that is considering working together? And I want to hear from both of you guys. Okay. For me, it would be to, no matter what, to think about it in, in a, a frame of mind of do I think that I can get through this next step with this person and still be happy? Um, because at the end of the day, regardless what business you choose, if it's you know flipping houses together, are you, are you going to be happy working with that person every single day? Absolutely. Um, I'd say... Um, know your know your spouse know your partner and just do you hey glenn hey jody welcome to the couples inc water cooler back to normal no back more to normal peeps. yeah we're not we're not water. doing anything except water in there now just we've water. learned our lesson <laughs> yeah we voided the warranty on the last three units with me trying to fool around it came out kind of like extruded play-doh at one it's, point and again so squishy um i just eh. like saying that phrase Ex- what extruded is play-doh extruded play-doh or did i say excluded play-doh i don't know but either one again good band names um, yes we have to remember, remember these. Are you writing this stuff down? Um, okay, so I thought that we would talk about one of the things that we are spending probably way too much time on, but it's so enjoyable, and that's watching YouTube. It's like 
back in the day, people would say, oh, did you watch, you know, Dallas? You know, and who shot JR and all that. The idea of people gathering around to watch a TV show Mm. or something like that is gone. Instead, I'm going to watch an average person um, put on makeup (laughs) and tell tell me their skin care routine or try to launch a boat with zero experience or oh my gosh we do watch a lot of those oh my gosh. and that's kind of an overarching theme of the things that i subscribe to on youtube there, there are quite a bit of those things the fail army is one yeah. of my absolute favorites yeah. and it's not just about boat launches about all kinds of yeah, human you're not, endeavor I mean, you don't want to, you're not on. weird you don't want to like just mm. have a, you know bizarre obsession with yeah. people wrecking very expensive boats although that is a lot of fun it there's something there is something satisfying as long as no one's hurt it is very satisfying yeah, yeah. to see people kind of, I mean, particularly on the boat launches when there's a scene of them pulling out the truck that was supposed to launch the boat that yeah. also decided to be launched into the water. Yeah, that, that's uh, very sad. But also, you know, like you said, nobody was hurt. They'll nobody get a good story out of it. Good story. Hopefully they had the insurance. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you some things. Sometimes I watch things to be informed. Mm-hmm. Other times, and this is weird, I will watch. There's a, a group of people, like they're, they're um, lawn maintenance guys or lawnscape. Uh, yeah, lawnscape. Landscape. Lawnscape. lawnscape. I like that. Oh, my gosh. Lawn care landscape or lawnscape, as I've heard. Um, the kids call it today. Anyway. I'll watch them take this overgrown yard mm-hmm. and trim it up. And they'll usually speed it up, trim it up, pressure wash. It is so satisfying to see all the dirt cleared away and the shrubs. It's I will watch that and I'm thinking, what am I doing? I am watching someone do lawn work. You're watching someone manipulate a machine that does the work, most that's likely. That's true. That is true. But it is so weird that's kind what of we're satisfying. watching. And even weirder, when you watch videos of people watching videos, those reaction videos. I don't do that. Yeah, do a little bit. What? Yeah, no. sometimes. No. Sometimes. You, I've, yeah, I've seen it. Go don't ahead, accuse me. Admit it. Admit you don't, it. You have no proof. We've all done it. And I can't, I'm wondering at what point does it stop? Like, does someone have a reaction video of a reaction video? Yeah. Of a I'm reaction? I'm sure there's a channel for that, the, the meta yeah. quadruple reaction but it is kind channel. But it is kind of interesting. There are some channels that are far better than others, um, and some that are just so quirky that, like, I, I'll watch one, and it's like, I think it's called City Nerd. Nothing about this guy says professional announcer his his he's got such a dry humor and it's so like he's so unenthusiastic oh yeah but it's it's hilarious the stuff he talked about with with urban planning again city planning it's a complete free form of expression it's like a stream of consciousness it's weird yeah all right what about you what are your other other than the fails the fail army yeah that stuff and of course the boat launch fails that you can see there are dime a dozen on youtube one channel that i really like quite a bit is one that's called Pleasant Green. Oh, yeah. This is a guy that goes on there and he scams scammers. He set up a fake account on his social media 
for inviting, for the purpose of inviting scammers, he'll respond to their inquiry, say he's on Facebook. Right. And uh, he gets a spam message and he replies to it. Well, it starts different things that the, some of the more commonly known scams are. You try to get them to go or the, they try to get them to go to uh, the Apple store and get a gift card in a certain denomination or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Others will offer, you know, the it's the old pigeon drop type thing redone for the 21st century where they offer you a large sum of money, but you have to pay a certain fee in order to access that money. Yeah, or they money. say that it's in your account by mistake. Yes. And then, yeah. Yes. I, you, I have watched a few of those with you. I do Now I know who you're talking and about. And this guy has a really sharp mind, mm-hmm. and he knows how to make it concise. And it's, it's just very – it's great to behold somebody that is taking these scammers to task. Well, that is enjoyable because you think, okay, those scammers are busy – with because there are several channels that uh, that are like that now, mm-hmm. it is so good that they're like, yeah, they're taking the time so that they're not attacking other people or they're helping people. I did see one where they actually are contacting people in real time, like they had somehow tapped into the phones of some scammers. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah. remember what channel that's, that was. That's but a different channel. That yeah. is just it's. I love that they're trying to help, but it is pretty sad that we have an entire entertainment industry based on scams but not that scams are new it's just the technology is new wait a minute what you don't suppose that these guys are that own the channels oh. have set up the fake scams to be fake scammers so they can make their fake programming no that i don't think because there's no money in and them. we well, no, there's for money. it we've, got their we've millions fall- of That's viewers true. well i have We're a couple some of them i have a couple other ones i know um the these i love travel mm-hmm. vlogs and um kara and nate yeah. Oh my gosh, you've yeah. got to subscribe. They have like millions of people subscribe. They do crazy adventures that I would never do, but you love like, okay, they're going to spend the night in a glacier cave. Let's, yeah. let's and then join the, them. Wake up the next morning and take a polar bear plunge or, in yeah. the Arctic Circle. Wow. Yeah. Not or, for me, but I'll, I'll watch you do it. I will watch. Because, I mean, that's the thing <laughs> is that they they have been around for a while and they do a really good job. It's not just like... They truly take the presenting and the research and figuring out these locations to, you know, they really take that seriously. So it does become entertaining. It's not just the equivalent of watching someone's vacation slideshow, which used to be back in the day in like, you know, the 70s. Now there are people who, you know, might do that on YouTube, but they do a really good job of pulling you in and you're like, wow, they do challenges or they do unique accommodations. It's kind of fun to watch. It's great escapism. Yeah, it is. I'll give you one more. Okay. Um, You know, I'm a big Beatles fan. I... I have heard that. Yeah, about there's you. there's a rumor to that effect, and I'm here to say it's true. Oh, so there's a channel that's dedicated to some of the more, I guess, intricate minutia of the recording of some of the Beatles songs and their albums, and how they came about, how some of the, oh, the logistics, I guess, behind the recordings, the mm-hmm. compositions, and everything like that, and what the market was like during the time that they were around, and the release dates, and all that. It's called Parlogram. Okay. Par- and they spell that. P-A-R-L-O-G-R-A-M. Okay. And we'll include links to some of these in our yeah, show notes. Yeah. yeah. And this guy is, once again, he's very succinct about what he does. This is a topic you can easily get off into the weeds with. He avoids that. Um, he's got a one camera set up. And, you know, it's, it's a tribute to him that even though he can't play any of the songs, he doesn't have any rights to oh, those. Yeah. He has, he I was wondering how he was doing that. Yeah. yeah. But he really brings... 
everything into sharp focus. And it's it's just really, really cool. For all of the like ridiculousness that YouTube will have, I mean, because there are definitely, you know, prank videos that are really kind of annoying or not funny or kind of detrimental. You don't like to see a dachshund wearing spider legs? No, that's a funny on one. Halloween that's chasing a, people That around? is a funny one. But like some of them, you know, it's like, uh, but there are others it's like, wow, I have an interest and this person has an interest and they are, have pulled me in on, you know, in this data, like your your Beatles journey, yeah. you know, you thought you knew everything, but this person has taken the time and said, hey, I'm going to find this out. I'm going to share it with you. And I'm like, that is really, when done well, what YouTube should do. Well, yeah. that that and fails. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And people, people falling when, down icy stairs. They should have awards shows for that. Yes, they should. The Follies. The Follies. Thanks for listening to Couples Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. We drop new episodes the first and third Wednesday of each month, but to make sure you don't miss a show, follow us wherever fine podcasts are published. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to support the podcast, share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating or review. And please visit our website, couplesincpodcast.com. That's couplesincpodcast.com. To learn more about us, review show notes, or leave us a message. Until next time.